Hey guys, it's just me today, and I wanted to pop on and do an episode about a topic that I have been talking about a lot recently with people that I am working with and coaching and helping build their businesses. And that is the topic of resilience and getting comfortable with not knowing. Now, this is a idea that I know very, very well, because (laughs) if you don't know, I'm a little bit of a know-it-all. I love to know things. You might be able to relate. I really enjoy knowing how to do things. I enjoy knowing how to do them well. It's part of my motivation to learn things and to try new things is that I can't wait to master it. So I do take on projects and and new skills. I, I take them on head on because I have a goal of mastering it so that I can know it. And I am very familiar with the discomfort of not knowing because every time I start something new, I'm very uncomfortable. And that's what I wanted to talk about today, because if you're an entrepreneur, you are perpetually in a state of not knowing. That is, if you're trying to build an amazing business, (laughs) no matter how much you know, there is always more to learn. There are always more places to go. There are always more ways to grow when it comes to building your business. And not just because you don't know everything, nobody does, but because the business landscape is constantly changing. Now, marketing is a core piece of business. If you don't have marketing, you don't have a business. You may be somebody who says, oh, I've never had to market. I've only relied on referrals. But there is some aspect of marketing even to that. You know, anytime you tell anybody about your business, you are essentially marketing your business. But to have longevity in your business requires you to market. And marketing is constantly changing. So not only are you going to be learning how to build your skills and make your business better over many years, but you're also going to have to learn and adjust and grow with the ever-changing landscape of marketing, which means that if you're an entrepreneur, you have to get comfortable with not knowing. Now, the reason that this topic comes up a lot is because I tend to attract a lot of other people who are also kind of know-it-alls, who are also very good at what they do, and they're very confident in their abilities in many ways. And then I teach them these entirely different strategies and ideas, a lot of which are very counterintuitive and certainly counter to the way that they were taught on how to run their business and how to run their agency. And so they get knocked down a peg or two because all of a sudden they're doing something new that they'd never even thought to do before and they're not the best at it because nobody is ever the best at something when they first try it. So I tend to have this conversation a lot about the idea of you're not going to do it perfectly the first time. You're not going to know how to do something until you've done it. Now, that probably sounds obvious. And yet, as people who like to know how to do things, we are constantly trying new things and then getting frustrated that we don't know how to do it. So I want to talk a little bit about the value of, first of all, acknowledging that frustration, and kind of sitting with it. Because one of the best skills I think that I have developed, and I by no means have mastered it, but one of the best skills I've developed or have been developing over the past 10 plus years running a business is the comfort with discomfort. And realizing that not knowing how to do something or not knowing how to do it well sits right next to learning something new. Every time you don't know how to do something or haven't mastered it, it is an opportunity to learn and get better at that thing. And 
a lot of entrepreneurs embrace the idea that they want to be learning, they want to be growing, and yet simultaneously have a discomfort sitting in that place where they don't quite know it yet. And I think that if you really pull that feeling and that discomfort to the forefront and you look at it and you acknowledge it and you try to work on it, you're going to have so much more opportunity to learn in the future. Because I don't know about you, but I let that discomfort and, and have much more in the past, but I still do. I often let that discomfort drag me down. It can drag me down energetically. It can drag me down just by taking up mental space in my mind, right? If I'm thinking about or worrying about how I didn't do something as well as I wish I had, or if I try something and it doesn't work the first time or the second time or the third time, I can waste a lot of time and energy thinking about that. And wouldn't it be amazing if I could just let that go and create space to just keep working on it until I achieve my goal? And one way to do this is to focus on process over product. Now, I got this phrase, process over product, actually from a parenting podcast that I was listening to recently, and I really, really liked this idea. So there's a reason that we focus so much on product. If you think about it, from a very young age, most of our parents focused on product. They focused on outcome. They celebrated your good grades, or maybe you scored a goal in a soccer game and you went out for pizza after. They praised you for the goal. Or maybe you have kids now. You may find yourself doing that for them too. I know I do. My son is a toddler. He can write letters. Wow, that A is so perfect. Like your, your letters are so exact. Wow, that tower is so tall. All focusing on the outcome. And it doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with that, and there isn't, but what it does is it trains, it trained all of us to think about and focus on the outcome more than the process. And that can result in feeling a lot of pressure on ourselves to not feel okay until we've achieved the outcome. So I find that that translates to now, as an adult, trying new things and then kind of being disappointed until I get it to a place where I feel good about it. And that's a very outcome-oriented way of thinking. Now, in this parenting podcast, they suggested talking to your children more about the process. And it got me thinking that this is also a great tool for us as adults and especially as entrepreneurs, how we can refocus and reframe our thinking so that we can focus on the part that matters the most. Is the outcome important? Of course it is. Is getting sales, is hitting certain revenue targets, is hitting certain marketing targets, are all of those important to the long-term health of your business? Of course they are. But we can achieve those outcomes and probably achieve them much more if we stay focused on the process. So let me give you an example. I'm a big fan of setting goals. And so I coach a lot of people on setting goals. And one of the things that most people do when I say, you know, what's your goal for the next three months? What would you like to do? They often set an outcome goal. I want to make five sales, right? That is very product-based. The problem with that is first, it doesn't tell you how to actually get those goals. It just tells you what you want to happen, which means that either you do it or you don't. There's only success or failure. There's not much in between. And what I try to recommend that you do instead is reframe your goal based on what you can control, and that is the process. So how many 
people do I need to speak to? Do I want to speak to? How many articles do I want to write? How many conversations do I need to have? How many, you know, social media posts do I want to write? How many speaking engagements do I need to book? How many people do I need to reach out to to book those speaking engagements? How many podcast episodes do I need to record? You get the idea. All of these things are process-oriented because they are things that I have completely in my control. And that means that my ability to succeed is going to be much more focused on my effort and my actions. Now, what happens when my energy is focused on my effort and actions instead of the outcomes? Well, as long as I do the things that I've set my mind to do, I can feel really good that I've accomplished the things that I set out to accomplish. And if you are strategic about the actions that you are looking to take, the outcomes and the products will follow. What I find is that when people put outcome and product only based goals out there, they actually become paralyzed because they don't necessarily know how to achieve those outcomes. And then if they don't hit it, they feel like they were a failure. And when you feel like you failed or you feel like you didn't do something well, it again, like your mental energy gets used up thinking about that instead of focusing on the part that actually moves the needle, which is the actions that you can take. Hey guys, I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a little favor. If you are loving this episode, please just take 60 seconds and leave it a review right now. Reviews help other people find us so we can help more people show their businesses who's boss. I thank you in advance for your help. All right, back to the show. Which brings me back to getting comfortable with not knowing. A lot of times when people put outcome-based goals down, they actually don't exactly know how to hit those goals. And they might have some ideas, but if they knew exactly how to do it, it probably wouldn't be their goal. Normally our goals are kind of stretching us. So you are necessarily going to do something you don't exactly know how to do. And that requires you to try things you maybe haven't tried or to try something you did try before that didn't work. I'll give you an example. Have you ever tried to do a video on social media to market yourself or your services? Whatever first video you made, I'm pretty sure you did not get the response that you were hoping for. We rarely do. Video is one of those things that's incredibly hard to start doing. It takes a lot of practice to get better and better and to get the kind of outcome that you're probably looking for. But you have to go through the exercise of doing those first videos in order to get to the place where your videos are more polished, where you feel more comfortable on video, where you feel more clear about what you're trying to accomplish and know how to measure those metrics. All of those things require you to actually do that work. Now, if your outcome is based on something that you want to happen from that video and you do your first couple of videos and that thing doesn't happen, how are you going to feel about those videos? you're probably going to feel like they were a failure. I know that's how I've felt in the past. I feel like that still. If I try something and I'm very outcome-based, if it doesn't get the outcome, then it's like the work that I did was kind of a waste of time. But what I instead have refocused my brain on and continue to journal on and work on is shifting that perspective and saying, my goal is to do those first five videos. My goal is to focus on the process and get better on my abilities and my skills in this. And do I know how to do it at first? 
No, we never know how to do something the first time we've done it. Will it get better the more I do it? A hundred percent it will. Practice. I was going to say practice makes perfect, but we're not going for perfect here, guys. (laughs) We're going for learning and growing and getting better and better. There is no perfect. So focusing on the process and focusing your goals on the process and giving yourself actionable goals and steps to try things that you are not a master in yet. And to make that the goal is going to train your brain to start focusing on process over product. And that will help you get more and more comfortable with the not knowing because knowing it will no longer be the primary goal. The outcome will no longer be the primary goal. It'll just be the journey. And anyone who's run a business for more than a couple of months knows that business is a journey. And in my experience, the best thing you can do is lean into that discomfort because no matter how far along you are in business, you will always be a newbie at something. Now, I can tell you this in a personal experience even this year. So this year, if you don't know, I didn't shut the doors on Worst of All Design, but we we slowed down with the clients to open up the No BS Agency Mastery Program where I coach other small branding agencies on our business model and on our methods. Now, as much as that sounds like it's very connected to the coaching I had been doing previously, I had a boot camp where I was teaching a lot of these strategies in an online course. Obviously, I am implementing these strategies for my clients and my branding clients. So it all seems kind of similar, right? Wrong. This business is a completely new business a group coaching program to teach these methods that I have never taught before in this way to this specific group, not to mention the behind the scenes of growing a business like this, which is a completely different model. It requires a different kind of marketing. It requires different kinds of help. So I actually have multiple full-time employees now, outsourced employees, but still I have a whole team of people that are helping me now that I never had before. Even though I rail against having teams, I rail against it for the business model that I'm teaching, which is a small service business that's highly profitable. For this program, for coaching in a group setting, totally different model. I need a different structure. I need a team. And so needless to say, it has been quite a journey this year quite a learning curve, jumping into the deep end, knowing very little about this whole world of growing a coaching business and learning from scratch. I joined a program and I went gangbusters on it (laughs) from the very beginning of the year. I decided I'm not going to stop. Every part of it was uncomfortable, right? Every aspect of this is something new in many ways. A lot of it is familiar. I've done a lot of marketing in the past, but A lot of these things are new. I've had to do a lot of uncomfortable things. I've done a lot of them and not really liked how it came out, but I have to keep going. And what I've learned in that, because as I do that and as I build this business that requires me to be uncomfortable all the time, because there's so many things to learn, especially in the beginning, and I'm doing all of them at once and I don't even have really the time to worry too much about it not being the perfect thing that I want it to be. Even while I'm doing that, I'm coaching a bunch of people on a model that I feel very confident in (laughs) and that I am speaking confidently to every all of my students about because I did that for so long and I I know how it goes. So 
simultaneously, I'm watching them be in that discomfort of not knowing. And, you know, I push them to do the very thing that I'm pushing myself to do, which is, you know, one of the things I do in the first couple of weeks of this program is I say, go sell your lead product, even though you don't necessarily know how to do it. I haven't even really taught you how to do it, but I want you to offer it and sell it. And that was important to me because I don't think you need to know all the ins and outs of how to do it in order to sell it. And I want people to just get comfortable with not knowing because I know that if you can lean into that discomfort, you are going to have a lot more success and have it a lot faster. To each his own, some people need to go through all of the content and feel like they really know it in order to feel comfortable enough to, for example, make an offer to somebody for an LP. But some people jump in and they listen to me and even against their better judgment, they just go off and take action. And there is no question that you will see more results faster if you can be comfortable not knowing everything and charging ahead anyway. Now, the danger of charging ahead anyway is that you will run into probably more uncomfortable situations in the future. You will come upon challenges more quickly. But the more times you expose yourself to those challenges and then you recover from them, the more resilient you become. And resilience is going to make you a really powerful business owner. Because the more resilient you are, the more capacity you have to recover quickly from difficult situations, the more able you'll be to try new things. Now, I have tried so many things over the years in my business, and so many things that at the time felt like they didn't work at all. I actually took a program called COD a few years ago, which was, in retrospect, teaching me a version of the program and the business that I'm running now. At the time, I don't think I was ready to receive it. I tried it a little bit here and there. It kind of worked, kind of didn't, but ultimately, I left it behind, and that was a very challenging experience because I spent a lot of money on it. I spent and invested a lot of my time in trying the model out myself. And then when I left it behind and it didn't really produce anything of value at the end, it felt in some ways like it was a big waste of time, right? I could have been doing something else with all of that time and money and energy. Well, in retrospect, all of that gave me the confidence to jump into this business now. So here we are over three years later, and I was finally ready to take this step. And I had a vision that was much clearer than it was three or four years ago. And that whole experience from before actually set me up for success here. Now, I would not have had that kind of level of clarity and motivation to do this if I hadn't done that before. I don't think anyway. And it may be just because I had been more adjusted to the idea, but it also, I think, is because I built more resilience over the years. I have more confidence in my ability to bounce back from challenging situations than I did five years ago. And five years ago, I had more ability than five years before that. So that's the message I wanted to leave you with today. Building your resilience by focusing on your process rather than the product is going to take you very far in your business. Show Your Business Who's Boss is produced by Yellow House Media. Production coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. 
Creative Direction by Steve Wastervall. Our theme music is Glass Prisms by Western Runners. 